Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for APW for week ending 9th of April 2021. This week we're going to talk about K-shaped economic recoveries. We're going to talk about Britain's lockdown cash. And then finally, um, are we suffering from Zoom fatigue or not? Okay, what is a K-shaped economic recovery? Well, basically, according to Investopedia, um, it's when a recovery follows a recession and different parts of the economy recover at different rates, times or magnitudes around the world. It is contrast to a U-shaped or a V-shaped uh, recovery when you get everything recovering at the same speed and at the same time. Now, why why is the IMF suggesting that this is occurring, which is it's them that's saying it's going to be a K-shaped economy, a K-shaped recovery rather? They're saying that most of the major economies, the advanced economies, which is the term we should look at, were emerged from the coronavirus crisis with little lasting damage thanks to the swift rollout of vaccines and a huge increase in public spending. Now, this full report by the IMF can be read on our uh, LinkedIn page, so do have a look if you get a chance. Now, why is that important? Well, firstly, if you recollect a year ago, everyone was saying this is going to be two or three times worse than the GFC. What a nightmare is it going to be? What nightmare is going to be? And as it turns out, it has been health-wise and, and socially, certainly a, a nightmare for everyone concerned. But it hasn't been economically. Because post-GFC, the advanced economies were close to 10% smaller than when they went into it. 10% smaller. And the IMF is now saying that that won't be the case. They expect the global economy to expand by 6% this year, 4.4% in 2022 which will leave the advanced economies smaller by less than 1% than they were 18 months ago. That's less than 1%. And they'll be back on their pre-pandemic growth path by 2024, which is amazing, bearing in mind where we thought we were a year ago. In fact, Gita Gopinath, who's the IMF chief economist, stated that advanced economies are going to be suffering from very little economic scarring and in the US, there'll be effectively none. And then since January, they've upgraded their growth forecasts for the US by 1.3%, Canada 1.4%, Italy 1.2%, and UK 0.08%. So that's quite amazing, really. Okay, on the micro level, we look at it and, you know, wood for the trees, you know, we're all still having a very hard time. But in the bigger picture, it doesn't seem like that is the case. What else does that mean? It means that this is where we get into the K part of it. You know, a lot of the economies who are most, who are most at risk from the sluggish, sluggish recovery are those that are the emerging economies who don't have access to the COVID-19 vaccines, whose public finances are very weak and were heavily dependent on tourism. Now, if you look anywhere in Africa, in Asia, you know, a lot of those company, countries have just been described. So that means you're going to get a two, a two gear recovery, which is going to be very poor for those economies. And it's where really we have to help and, and try and help them out of it. And now the emerging and advancing economies will have to work together to make it better for the emerging people. So that's a very a poor social outlook. Um, but it's up to, according to the IMF, it's up to the advanced economies to help to avoid a severe toll occurring in the emerging markets. A lot of it is down to education. I mean, if you can't, if you're, if you're sharing one computer per household, how can you get good distance learning if you have no Wi-Fi 
of no broadband hacking yet good distance learning. These people's education systems have been ruined. So that's what's going to happen in the emerging markets. What does this overall discussion by the IMF mean to us as buy to let invest, uh, expat investors? It means number one, support for the housing market is strong because the economy is recovering to where it was pre-pandemic levels. And two, it means that according to the IMF, there'll be very little inflationary pressures coming through, which means that interest rates will stay low for the foreseeable future, which means that from a buy to let perspective, that's good for people investing. Okay, I'm not trying to minimize the, the problems in emerging economies, but I'm just looking at it from a, a pure, realistic perspective. Now, let's talk very, very briefly about um, uh, the UK's lockdown cash pile. IMF also raises its forecast for UK economic output to 5.3% for 2021. Capital economics said that this might actually be too low based on the fact that they, they believe 140 billion has been saved by the end of last year by the UK households, money they've not spent during the pandemic. The Bank of England estimates about 5% of that 140 billion will be spent frivolously. And why not? You spent 12 months indoors, you might, might as well go out and have a good time. But the rest will be invested into investments. And one of the major areas they see that going is property. According to Knight Frank, this is already playing out. The UK property market is smashing all sorts of records at the moment. Uh, exchanges and offers accepted both hit levels not seen in a decade in March. So we've seen some real vibrant growth in the UK market. And they say it's much more, this is much more than an extension to the stamp duty holiday. You know, this is a whole change of what people are doing. There's much more investment going into the, the property market. It's a return to normality and the strengthening economy. Are, you know, they're playing their roles in it. People have got a positive mental attitude and are going out and buying property. What does that mean? Again, buy to let investors. It looks good for us in the UK going forward. Now, another positive aspect is apparently we're suffering from Zoom fatigue. Google and Amazon are the latest largest companies to say no more remote work. They're telling their staff if you want to work for more than 14 days a year remotely, you've got to seek approval from your line managers. And that follows a recent study by KPMG suggesting that CEOs in general are cooling off globally with the idea of cutting back on office space. In fact, they're not. Savile's comments on this are that the flight from city centres is already over and we're starting to see rents increasing again, as I said to last week, 17.74 in rental yields in inner London last, in, over the last year, that's now recovering. So we're seeing this halo effect disappearing, people moving back, back into city centres. What does it mean to us? It means a return to the more of a normal pre-pandemic um, buy-to-let marketplace with a few fundamental changes. People want bigger places, they want more space, um, they want an extra bedroom in case they do work from home. And there's always gonna be potential for another COVID or someone, something else in the future, and that will weigh heavily on people's minds. In the short term, all these factors point to, from a buy-to-let perspective in the UK, very positive growth, which is very good for us. And as I said before, I'm not denigrating in any way the terrible effect in the emerging markets that, that COVID has had. It would appear that the emerging markets we need to help them deal with that. The advanced economies is looking very positive. Thank you very much. Hope to see you again next week. If you can, like, subscribe and uh, tell your friends about us. Cheers.